Drop D tuning is one of the most simple and effective alternate tunings you can use. Today, I'm gonna to show you how to get everything you possibly can out of drop D tuning so you can begin using it regularly in your guitar journey. Hey, Tech family, welcome to episode 244 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress, and inspiration. A little bit later on today's show, you'll be meeting TAC family member Shannon. Shannon just started playing guitar again, and you're gonna hear directly from her how big of an impact consistency has had on her guitar journey so far. It truly is the key to progress and having fun day in and day out. You're also gonna see which guitar lick the TAC family is working on today. It is entitled Driver's Ed, and yes, it uses drop D tuning. And of course, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits, which includes the loss of a legend, a guitar brand battle, and much, much more. But first, go ahead and take your low E string and drop it down to a D note for an exploration into the explosion of creativity that is drop D tuning. Drop D tuning is a glorious alternate tuning. And I put alternate tuning in air quotes because to get to drop D tuning, you don't really have to do all that much. Don't worry, I'll show you here in a moment. But I wanted to present to you drop D tuning in a lesson behind the lick segment because it will give more context to the lick that you're gonna learn here in just a moment. See, every single Tuesday, well, every single Acoustic Tuesday show, I show you what the TAC family is working on. And the lick that they're working on today is actually in drop D tuning. So if we dig into the nuts and bolts of drop D tuning first, and then we move to the lick, I think it will hold that much more power for your guitar journey. So here's how the lesson behind the lick segment works. We discuss the concept, we discuss what it adds to your playing, we discuss why it works, and then I show you some playing examples. So without further ado, let's put drop D tuning through the ringer. Okay, so that is the concept for today, drop D tuning. So before you do anything, I want you to take your low E string and drop it down to a D note. If you don't have a tuner, don't worry. Just take your low E string and drop it so that it matches your middle D string. It's a nice, quick, and easy way to tune to drop D. And that's all you have to do. Boom, it's an alternate tuning because, well, it's different than standard. Okay, so what does drop D tuning add to your playing? Well, number one, it creates a much more robust open D chord, and it gives you some really cool options as well. Number two, it creates the ability to, to play a one finger power chord, a super simple power chord. And then lastly, it opens up a world of creativity when it comes to composition, because you can use the low end of the guitar in the key of D in a way that is downright fun. And I have an example for each of these things here in just a moment. But first, why does drop D tuning work? Drop D tuning works because you're adding a root note to a chord that otherwise doesn't really have a bass end. If you look at a D chord, usually we're only able to play it from the D string up through the high E. With a dropped E string down to a D note, all of a sudden you have this wonderful root in the bass end that provides this, this beautiful, beautiful low end support. It also, uh, another reason why drop detuning works, it creates a symmetrical relationship between the low three strings. And a 
creates this wonderful ability to play very simple power chords. And I'm gonna show you an example for each of those things I spoke about here. Uh, well, I'm gonna show you right now. Okay, the first example we're gonna look at is how drop D tuning creates this wonderfully robust open D chord with some really wonderful options as well. Now, I kinda gave you a sneak peek at this because we have that low D string, we've now positioned the root note of the D chord on the lowest string of the guitar. It creates this wonderful, robust bass. So we have this beautiful, beautiful open D chord. But beyond that, it creates some wonderful bass options. In fact, if you dig blues, if you dig kind of this gritty pentatonic type sound, you can use the third fret of both the D, low D, the A string, and I guess, well, the middle D string as well, to add these wonderful little bass bluesy flourishes to a standard D chord. It would sound like this. So you kind of get the idea there. Because you have this dropped D, it actually, or this, this, this low D note on the low string of the guitar, it opens up a world of possibilities that otherwise didn't exist. And you can do this in a major way as well. I just like the bluesy flavor. Uh, if you were to do it major, it would sound like this. Not as powerful in my opinion, maybe not as uh, emotionally charged, I should say, but again, a great option. Uh, the second example I have for you, I mentioned that drop detuning creates this wonderful ease of power chords, a one finger power chord. All you have to do is lay one single finger, cross your low D, your A, and that middle D string you have yourself a wonderful power chord. There was a 90s song that used this, that exploited this, and I'm gonna try and play it right, right now. I'm not sure if I remember it. Um, a Candlebox, maybe? No, not Candlebox. Soul Asylum? No, I don't know. I don't know the band, but the song sounded maybe exactly or kinda like this. Anyways, you get the idea. Where the River Goes. I don't know who sang it. Uh, it was one of those songs that kind of fell by the wayside. Anyways, it's a great example of how power chords and drop detuning work so well together. Because again, you're just laying a single finger across the low bass strings. But how do you know which chord you're playing? Well, all you have to do is know which note you're fretting on that low D string, and you have that power chord. So if I was on the second fret, that's an E note power chord, up a half step, one fret to the third fret, it's an F power chord, up a full step to the fifth fret, a G power chord, A power chord, B power chord, C power chord, and then a D power chord. So uh, pretty useful little compositional tool, and that segues us into example number three. And that is drop D tuning creates this, this beautiful, um, ability to compose with just the low three strings and offer some really full single string action. Let me explain. So what I like to do with drop detuning is play a D scale, major or minor, depending on how you feel, on the A string. So I'll start on the fifth fret of the A string and I'll play it a D major scale. Cool, 
not too much to it, um, nothing crazy fancy, but what drop detuning allows you to do is support that single fretted string with drone notes. Okay, so uh, again, single string, not much, you know, doesn't sound full. However, when you add that, that low D string or that middle D string, all of a sudden you get this beautiful sound. It sounds like this. Pretty awesome, right? And, and that's just me strumming those low three strings. If you wanna add some cross picking, you can do that as well. Right, and then you can also do palm muting. I mean, a whole world of things, and that's just the major scale. If you wanna get sensitive, if you wanna get weird. If you want to get sad, you could do the minor scale. Um. Right, and I'm just kind of, uh, you know, honestly, I'm just banging away fretting the A string and using those, that low D string and that middle D string as support. But again, just a wonderful compositional tool. If you're looking to kind of noodle on the guitar and support yourself beyond just a single note, it's a great way to do that. So. There's a quick tour day force of drop D tuning. I want you to use this in your playing. I want you to use this in your guitar journey and feel confidence when you do so. Because as you can tell, you don't have to do much to get to the tuning. And then once you're in there, by virtue of the tuning itself, it opens up this wonderful world. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know in the comments below. And also in the comments below, let me know maybe your favorite drop D tuning song, or maybe a song that you really dig that just so happens to use drop D tuning. And furthermore, I mentioned that this was a lesson behind the lick segment, and I wanna go a little bit deeper into drop D tuning. So what I wanna do right now is show you what the TAC family is working on. Every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we focus on one of the five essential categories of guitar improvement. Mondays is a technique challenge, Tuesdays a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays an improvisation challenge, Thursdays a rhythm guitar challenge, Fridays a chord transition challenge, and today is Tuesday, so the TAC family is working working on a guitar lick. And this guitar lick, yes, it just so happens to be in drop D tuning. It's a moody lick, and I think it, it best exemplifies how awesome drop D tuning is. Here's the lick. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Driver's Ed. It's an awesome moody bluesy lick in the key of D. Not moody blues, but moody and bluesy. Now, this lick does use drop D tuning. So before you try it out, make sure to take your low E string and drop it to a D note so that it matches your middle D string. Now, there's two things I want you to be on the lookout for uh, as I play through this lick. The first one is that, again, I wanna reiterate, it does involve drop D tuning. And the second thing is, is that on my picking hand, you'll notice me doing a forward roll, something that the Tack family is working on all week. Okay, here's how the lick sounds. As you can tell, it's a pretty lengthy guitar lick. And this is almost less about the lick and more about the options that it opens up for you. 
I'll show you what I'm talking about here in a moment. But first, TAC family, if you want to learn this note for note, please log in. This is your daily challenge. Click on Start Challenge. That'll take you directly to the teaching video. And once you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you today. And don't forget to pull up the tab by clicking on that link in the lower right hand corner, or rather, click on the icon in the lower right hand corner. Okay. So this lick, yes, it's almost like a, it actually almost feels like a solo guitar piece and it very much can, it very much can function as that. But what I want you to look at is what this lick allows you to do, or rather the, the, um, the concept that it hints at, and that is playing notes out of a chord position, chord modification. Okay, so all I'm doing for this is I'm holding down that D chord and you'll notice I'm ignoring the high E string, which allows me to fret the G string with my index finger and my middle finger on the B string, okay? I have that nice drop D tuning. It's really moody already. And I can access notes such as the fifth fret on the D, third fret on the D, open D, third fret on the uh, A, open A, third fret on the low D, and then open D, right? So what that allows me to do is add these wonderful bluesy notes to the chord. So it's a great way to use this lick. So rather than look at using this lick verbatim in a song or verbatim in maybe a song you're writing or just a piece you're performing, I want you to almost look at it as a creative launching pad of sorts. Okay, so I want you to enjoy this lick. Have a blast with it. Again, you can use it as I played it or you can use it in your own way, i.e. picking different notes, but still maybe using that forward roll. Which brings me to a very valid and um, related point on your guitar journey. And that is this, you know, if you're sitting down to work on something and it takes you in a different direction, it's okay to follow that direction. You know, your guitar journey doesn't have to be so rigid. You know, I think about this a lot when I think very early on when I was trying to learn songs and I'd be learning these songs and you know what? The song wouldn't really be grabbing my attention. I'd get a part that was interesting and then I'd feel like, I just don't wanna finish this. It's not fun anymore. It's okay to stop and switch directions. It's okay to take what you already learned with that song and have it direct you in a completely different way. That's okay. Think of it like reading books. You know, there's no sense in starting a book, getting to chapter three, realizing you don't like the book and finishing it. it seems like a waste of time, right? So why wouldn't you apply that same thing to your guitar playing? If you like the book, if you like the song, keep learning it. If you end up not really digging the song and you feel like it's not jiving with you, switch directions. It's okay, there are no rules. It's all about making music and it's all about making fun your top priority. Because if you have fun, that'll keep you coming back to the guitar. That means you'll have a regular guitar routine and we know that consistency is the key to progress. So make sure to continue having fun. All right, it's time to meet TAC family member Shannon. Shannon just started her guitar journey and she is excited. In fact, when you hear her speak, her excitement is, well, it's contagious. Now, just to go ahead and set up Shannon's story, let's go ahead and see where she started, why she decided to dive into the guitar right now. I bought my Yamaha about 15 years ago and I started trying to play it and it hurt my fingers, so I quit. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> just simple, you know, being honest. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, hey, it happens. 
It does. And just some uh, <clears throat> emotional stuff popped up for me about a year ago and um, kind of worked through some of it. And uh, I looked in that closet and saw that thing sitting in there and thought, I am going to learn how to play that thing. Upon becoming a Tony's Acoustic Challenge member, Shannon immediately started the 30 Days to Play program. And not only did this give her a solid launching pad to learn some, some really fun stuff that she could share with her family and friends, it also showed her how important consistency is, how important it is for your development as a guitar player, and how much it actually leads to progress and fun. Here's what she had to say about it. I did the 30 day challenge. I played straight for 30 days and it has been amazing. I can actually progress through some chords. Um, I can, I can play amazing grace and sing and, uh, <laughs> These excerpts are from a discussion that Shannon and I had during the last Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90-day progress party. We did a live interview, and one of the things that really stood out to me, and I mentioned this before, is that Shannon's excitement is contagious. And she revealed something about her guitar journey so far that brought me back to that excitement of being a beginner. That beginner's mindset is so important and it's such a, a magical time because everything is new and everything is exciting. And whether you've played guitar forever and ever or you've just started, I wanna make sure that you stay in touch with that beginner's mindset because it really creates this driving force to discover new things, to explore new territories when it comes to the guitar. Here's evidence of how excited Shannon is. I realized that uh, there's so much more that you can do on a guitar than just play chords and you know, work on the fret, you know, fingering and stuff. Sure. So the palm muting this last few weeks and stuff that I was like, I didn't even know what that was. And so, so many things like I'm such a newbie, like brand new, brand spanking new. And I can do the forward roll at 160, um, which is fantastic. But I play the piano so I can I can move my fingers pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but uh, boy, some fun challenges. I've really enjoyed it. Right at the tail end of talking to Shannon, I was able to ask her what she's gonna be working on over the next 90 days. And her goal is consistency. Now check this out. A lot of times when you set a goal for your guitar playing, it's a technique focused goal. It's a performance focused goal. But Shannon is focused on consistency because she knows that's gonna make her a better player. And I think a lot of times consistency is not looked at as a goal. It's not even in the consideration for a goal, but Shannon spells it out wonderfully here. Here's what she's working on. I'm going to focus on consistency still because being so new, um, that consistency, I did that 30 day challenge is really what kind of boosted me into, okay, I think I can actually, I think I'm going to actually play the guitar. Um, and it has, uh, given me some confidence and, um, so consistency, just I'm shooting for, I would love to say that I would play five days a week at the, during the 30 day challenge, I played for a straight 30 days. I mean, nice. without fail. Um, but I would love to say that I would play for five days, but I put down four because I'm just trying to be realistic. Um, sure, I'm, sure. I'm a stay at home mom and I'm a PTA president. So I'm really busy. 
I wanna thank Shannon so much for sharing her guitar journey with us. I always find it incredibly valuable to take a sneak peek at someone else's guitar journey, regardless of where they're at, because you can always find something that will help you out in your own guitar journey. You know, all of our guitar journeys are different, but there is this common force of trying to be consistent. There is this common force of seeking out progress and ultimately having fun. So again, thank you so much, Shannon. Okay, okay, go ahead and find your seat on the Acoustic Tuesday private jet. Buckle your seatbelt. We're gonna head down to Colorado Avalanche country. Yes, we're gonna go visit guitar geek Dave DeChant from Glenwood Springs, Colorado, and take a look at a guitar signal he wanted to share with you. Here's what he's got. In front of the cabinet, a Charis SJ, a Seafox Sierra Triple O, a Seafox Sonoma OM, a Sigma Triple O 45. In the humidified cabinet, a Fender Strat Plus, an Osthoff OM, a Salstrom SJ Walnut, a Salstrom SJ Catalox, a Martin Custom OM45, a Martin Custom D18, and a Musser OM Brazilian. He's been playing since he purchased his first guitar in 1965, a Gibson LG1. Now check this out. Approximately 11 years ago, I began documenting my playing time on a spreadsheet, and to date, I have logged 118,350 minutes, I believe he noted here, and I am improving. And he also says this, note, my wife says you can, you can have too many guitars. Wow, there's a lot to unwrap here. Number one, what a stellar guitar signal. Thank you for sharing, Dave. Uh, number two, the fact that you have logged your playing sessions is awesome. And how cool is it to look back and say, yeah, I've played for 118,350 minutes, or maybe that's playing sessions. I don't actually know, it's not written here, but either way, how cool is that proof that you've put in the time? And he says, yes, indeed, he is improving. Now, there's one thing I do uh, take extreme exception to uh, with, your, with your writing here, Dave, and that is your wife saying, you can have too many guitars. I actually think there was a typo uh, that she, she put on there, I think she forgot an apostrophe T. What she meant to say was, you can't have too many guitars. So I just wanted to put that correction out there, uh, made sure that your wife communicated clearly with all of us guitar geeks. Yes, uh, Dave, you can throw me under the bus anytime you get a new guitar. In fact, for all of you guitar geeks, looking for an excuse or a scapegoat when you do get a new guitar, just blame it on me. I'll go ahead and take the blame for you. Now, speaking of getting guitars, if you're sitting at home thinking, gosh, I really wanna share my guitar signal on the Acoustic Tuesday show, I'm asking you to, well, please do that. I'm getting pretty low on guitar signal submissions right now. Uh, so if you wanna submit your guitar signal, here's how you do it. I wanna to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar signal, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar signal shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, 
you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. Yes, it is now time for your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use. And I have to start things off on a somber note. One of my absolute favorite musicians of all time passed away back on May 31st. Kelly Joe Phelps passed away at the age of 62. And I, like many Kelly Joe fans, was simply just waiting for him to come back to playing music. And that time, unfortunately, uh, will never come. But we do have a great catalog of songs to listen to. And I have to say this, just on a personal note, you know, I did not know Kelly Joe personally at all. But in an odd way, I, I felt like I did because any performance I've ever watched, any of his songs, I feel, I, I feel like he gave so much of himself to the songs, to the playing, that the news of his passing struck me pretty hard. It's the first time that a musician uh, that, that I have never met passed away, and it, it hit me in, in such a way. Um, really a, an odd feeling. Uh, even told Whitney, I'm like, I, I can't stop thinking about this. This is really bizarre to me, because Kelly Joe's songs uh, have really provided quite the soundtrack to my life. I mean, I, I listen to his music at least on a weekly basis. And certainly now that he's passed, I've been listening to it more and more, um, kind of walking back down memory lane, my own memories, of course. Now, uh, uh, Jeffrey Foucault, one of, uh, another one of my favorite songwriters, uh, typed up this absolutely beautiful tribute to Kelly Joe because he and, and Kelly Joe were, were friends and musical acquaintances. And I'm gonna read just a portion of it here. I want you to check out the full write-up. It's in Jeffrey's newsletter. You can sign up on his website at jeffreyfoucault.com. But I'm just gonna read this little chunk. Uh, here's what he says. I knew Kelly going back years, had opened the California run that became his live album, Tap the Red Cane Whirlwind. Split bills here and there, kept in touch. But back before that, I was a youngster with a military fade, working time and materials jobs after college, trying to make rent and set aside time to write. My buddy Spider hired me to come up to Green Bay and paint his front porch. Because he had a real job and I was broke, I drove my little truck up there and spent three days painting, listening to Kelly's new record, Sky Like a Broken Clock, start to finish, just so I could start it over again. I kept that going all day, and at night, Spider would come home from work and we'd have some supper, then sit on the porch and drink beer and listen to it again. Now, uh, Jeffrey goes uh, a little bit deeper there with some personal recollections of, of Kelly Joe, and he also uh, recorded one of Kelly Joe's songs, River Rat Jimmy, and he did so in such a, such a great way. I wanna share just a snippet of it. <laughs> I wanna share just a snippet of it with you right now. Here it is. Little Jimmy ghosty-faced ate off a kitchen floor Was warming off through dinner plates at drunken dad on the door He would cop his cans of beer, close his eyes and soar Jimmy and she holds the band mm -hmm. 
And one more note on that. I wanna encourage you to check out Kelly Joe Phelps's catalog of music. As an acoustic guitar geek, as an acoustic guitar appreciator, as an appreciator of performers who get lost within the song, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and I think you'll become a fast fan of Kelly Joe if you're not already. Okay, moving on the list of news items. You know, Nam was just a few weeks ago and Brendan from Heartbreaker Guitars put together a little, a video montage of the happenings at Nam, And he, he left in a little surprise at the end. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Here's Brendan Smith's report from the Nam show. Tony Polo Castro, Acoustic Tuesday fans. My name's Brendan Smith with Heartbreaker Guitars. We're in Anaheim, California at the NAM 2022 show. We're about to go in and check it out and show you the Acoustic Tuesday folks an exclusive of all the latest gear available here at NAM 2022. So guys, Tony, without further ado, let's go inside and check out NAM 2022. Let's check it out. Okay, Acoustic Tuesday fans, let's go check out Taylor Guitars. Okay, Tony, so we're inside the Martin booth now, checking out this Triple O here, just browsing around. Anyway, some of the manufacturers have not made the trek to NAMM 2022. Fender Guitars, not here. Paul Reed Smith, not here. Gibson Guitars, not here. And then when you look at some of the boutique brands like Loudon and Bourgeois, they both had tiny booths, tiny selection. So a little disappointing. There is Martin, obviously. There is Taylor Guitars. And there are some other smaller brands. But um, yeah, let's go check out some more booths. Okay, Tony, Acoustic Tuesday friends, it's day three here at the NAM show. So we're gonna go check out just a few more things. Hope you've enjoyed the footage we've brought you so far. But anyway, last day, let's go check it out. Excuse me, sir, have you ever heard of Tony Policastro? Ooh. Acoustic Tuesday. Ooh. Never mind. Tony Bella Mastro. Excuse me, sir. Have you ever heard of Tony Policastro? Oh, yes. I know him. It's very, very famous. Yeah, Acoustic Tuesday, right? Ah, he played with Manchester United. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Acoustic Tuesday guy. Guitars. He teaches lessons. Oh, no, no. Is that from... Uh... Banjo Weekly? I I don't know. That's not ringing a bell. Sir, have you ever heard of Tony Policastro? Sorry? Tony Policastro, the Acoustic Tuesday show. My country is a bigger. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy, uh, he's really, really good. Um, he does all these YouTube videos on how to repair your house and stuff. Guy's freaking awesome. Excuse me, sir. Have you ever heard of Tony Policastro? 
Wasn't he in The Sopranos? Next up, some exciting and sad news from the Santa Cruz Guitar Company. If you've ever called the Santa Cruz shop, you likely have spoken with Carolyn Sills. Well, she just announced that she will be stepping away from the Santa Cruz Guitar Company. And this is bittersweet because Carolyn has become a dear friend of mine and likely anybody who has called the shop has become fast friends with Carolyn. And she's moving on to help out her husband in his guitar repair shop and also focus on music. And that's the exciting part. The sad part is, well, selfishly, I won't get to talk to her in that arena anymore. However, she has promised she's gonna bring the band out and tour Montana. In that case, I hope I do see her. Anyways, here's what she had to write about leaving Santa Cruz. Greetings, Santa Cruz Guitar Company friends and family. After 12 thrilling years, I am moving on from the Santa Cruz Guitar Company. It was an absolute pleasure working with so many of you on custom orders and seeing these incredible instruments come to life. I shall forever be in awe of the work Richard and our luthiers do to craft some of the finest acoustic guitars in the world. I will miss corresponding with everyone, but you shall all be in great hands with my replacement, Will Kahn. If you want to keep in touch, you can find me on social media with my two musical groups, the Carolyn Sills Combo and Poi Rogers. Well, Carolyn, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Okay, next up, oh, next up. Here we go again. Here we go again. Luca Stricognoli. He never quits. He never quits. He's at it again. He has arranged the John Denver song Country Roads in his Luca fashion. Here it is. Last but certainly not least on my list of news items for you is a guitar brand battle. Now actually, well, you know what? Before we get to this, I just wanna take a second and send uh, best wishes and good vibes over to Norm from Norman's Rare Guitars. Now I'm filming this on June 13th and Norm's been in the hospital undergoing some health challenges and I just wanna send uh, my best, our best as an acoustic guitar community his way, uh, hoping for a recovery and hoping that, uh, well, he just feels better. He's been in the hospital for quite some time now. Okay, uh, moving on to the last news item today. I actually recommend that you reach out as well via social media. Send your best wishes to Norm and just let him know that you're thinking about him. Final, final news item today. Uh, breaking news, uh, Dean was found guilty of trademark infringement and counterfeiting in the Gibson Flying V case. Now, I wanted to put this on my news list today because quite honestly, I'm just sick of, of Gibson going around and, and f uh, doing these, these court cases with different companies. I mean, can we, can we just stop? Can we just stop? I mean, I get it. You created the Flying V and another company made the shape and it probably rubbed you the wrong way. I get it. But honestly, there's plenty of guitars to go around for everyone. And if we think, if we bring this into the acoustic guitar world, what if Martin did that with the dreadnought shape? What if Martin did that with X-bracing? 
boy, that would stink because we wouldn't have all these guitars to pick from. So I wanted to bring this to your attention because, well, it is a newsworthy item, but I also wanted to share my take on it. In the comments below, I'm curious of your take. Uh, what do you think about Gibson filing lawsuits with various companies about shapes and trademarks? What's your take on it? Are you for it? Are you against it? Are you indifferent? I wanna know, let me know in the comments below. And on that note, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. Uh, but first, we do have to take a sneak peek into next week. And speaking of Gibson, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, next week's show is gonna focus on my favorite Gibson acoustic guitars of all time. I'm talking newly made Gibsons and I'm talking vintage Gibsons. They're all lumped into one awesome list of my favorite Gibsons of all time. That is happening next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show and I sure do want you to join me then. Remember you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time right here on YouTube. And I wanna remind you of one thing before I let you go for today. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers and guitar geeks unite.